folding pocket. The Fast and the Curious is part of the Acast Creators Network. Hello? Sorry, we can't start yet. Why? The podcast has been given a five-second penalty for track limits, so we've, we've, we've just got to wait five seconds, and then then we can start. <laughs> so hang on, just, just wait a minute. Betty, stay there, wait. You are a clown. Just wait, wait, because if we don't serve it properly, we'll get given another one. Well, well let, let's do the five seconds then. Okay, we can start. The Fast and the Curious is part of the Acast Creators Network. Let's get on with it. Hello, and welcome back to The Fast and the Curious with me, Bessie Glover. Oh, me, Christian Hugill. Sorry, I often don't know if you're going to say my name, but I'm, I'm happy to contribute. Me, Christian Hugill. Hello there. And me, oh team principal God. Greg James. <laughs> get your acts together, please. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well done, guys. We've been doing this for months now, Christian, for God's sake. In my defence, sometimes you say our names. And last week, I sat there in silence and you weren't there at all. I had to do the intro (laughs) and think of how much that messed me up. I'm sat there for two minutes. Producer Jimmy's like, you're going to have to start because Betty's not here. Well, it's lovely to all be together, even if it doesn't sound like it's lovely to be together. (laughs) And we have so much to get through on this Formula One podcast hosted by, well, us three plus the Formula One drivers. And it's for the Formula One curious and also the F1 mega fans in what is, it's Christmas week, isn't it, Christian? This is it for Formula One fans in the UK. It is Christmas week and it's, you know... I've had to endure a lot of Glastonbury on my timeline. And I'm, listen, nothing against Glastonbury. You guys go have fun. But I'm like watching everyone like go mad over Glastonbury. It's like, yeah, for me, my Glastonbury's a couple of weeks later. So it's like <laughs> Glastonbury for me. I've had to very carefully plan out my weekends and my summer because everything in this country, as we know, happens in within three weeks when the sun's out. Everyone goes, quick, do all the things quickly. Make everything happen now. Do all the mm. gigs, everything outside, quick. Do the. So I've foregone Glastonbury <laughs> and I'm limiting my cricket. And this year, my Glastonbury is actual Silverstone. And I am so excited. Oh, I'm, I'm glad you're excited because it's, I mean, I've never been to Glastonbury, but for me, this is going to be better because just, God, it just looks a lot of effort, Glastonbury, to me. <laughs> um, has anyone started packing yet? No, obviously not. Why? It's literally in a few days, Greg. Yeah, I, I, and I will not pack until Friday lunchtime. What are you doing? You, well, you... hang on. I've started my journey. You, you two will notice I'm not in my usual place. I've started my journey to the Midlands. I'm at my mum and dad's who are only about an hour from Silverstone. So I've had to pack for seeing my mum and dad for a few days plus Silverstone. So, and I didn't know what to pack. So I've bought the vast majority of the clothes I own to my mum and dad <laughs> because also the weather looks changeable. So it's, oh. I'm glad you bought this up because this is stressing well, me. Well, it's stressing me out as well because obviously like you don't know what's going to happen with the weather. It's going to rain. It's going to be sunny. What shoes do I have to wear? Like, is it going to be cold? Is I just can't keep up with it. I don't really, I just don't know what to bring. Well, look, while we're talking about packing our bags and whatever else, let's talk about what's actually happening with the Fast and the Curious at Silverstone. You can come and see us at various things. So should we go through it in chronological order? So Thursday, what's going to happen? You two are going to be there early. I can't because I've got to be on the radio on Friday. But what are you two going to be up to? Me and producer Jimmy are getting there first thing Thursday. Betty's coming a little bit later after she's finished being an important sports broadcaster. And me and Betty are going to go and find two of our favourites. We're not going to say who, but there'll be two of the Fast and Curious favourites we're going to go and have a chat with. And it's not just those drivers. Uh, Betty, 
You're going to be gallivanting about on Thursday, aren't you? I am going to be gallivanting around. So Silverstone are going to have this big launch party, which they haven't had at this kind of level before. It's going to have Calvin Harris and Kat Burns and Jess Glynn performing on like the main stage on Thursday night. So I'm going to be kind of in the crowd talking to loads of fans and on stage with Ariel Free, hopefully interviewing a driver on behalf of the Fast and the Curious. It's very exciting. I love Ariel Free. She's my... Probably my favourite Radio 1 DJ, I would suggest. (laughs) I'm joking. And on Friday, we're going to be doing something with a legend of the sport, Mika Hakkinen. I'm so excited to have Mika Hakkinen on The Fast and the Curious because I've interviewed him a couple of times doing other F1 bits and he's brilliantly mad. He was quite quiet when he was racing. He's the 1998 and 1999 Formula One world champion. They were my first ever years watching the sport when I was like eight and nine. So he's my first ever champion. But nowadays he's very funny, which so he, he's going to be great. And he's going to be with us on Friday to do something around F1 manager. Now, I've been kept in the dark about this because I feel like I'm about to be screwed over. Yes, Yes. So there's been quite a few times this season when Betty and I have been sent off around the world of F1 for interviews or to go off exploring or to do that sort of thing. We thought it was good, Greg, because you're new to the world of being a team principal. You're new to the world of F1 management. And what the F1 manager game does is it enables you to run your own F1 team. So we're going to team up with the lovely people of F1 manager and they are going to help you with your team principal skills so you've got me and betty there you've obviously got a, a legendary driver in mika we're going to sort of test your your team principal skills betty i don't know about you i think for a first season he's done, he's done a very good job i think he's done a very very good job but i am so excited to see how greg is going to cope under this sort of pressure because he always says that he thinks he's a good team principal he puts himself on the same kind of ledge as Toto Wolf, don't you, Greg? You do you do, do that. So, I mean, this is it, mate. This, mm. We're going to really yeah. see what you're made yeah. of, and I'm yeah. so excited. The one thing I would say is I uh, wouldn't say if he'd done a bad job anyway, because I'd quite like the podcast no. to carry on next year. <laughs> so even if he does do yeah. a bad job, I'll probably just lie mm. anyway. So, Greg, you really can't go wrong. <laughs> now, the cool thing about that, actually, is that everyone listening can watch that on TikTok Live. Fast Curious Pod is our TikTok account. Four o'clock on Friday afternoon, and we'll be in the fan zone if you want to come down and say hello. But that And that is just the beginning of it. Also, we won't put all of that on the podcast, but we're going to put highlights of all these fun things on the podcast. So, that's Friday. Saturday, very exciting that we're going to be doing a Fast and the Curious takeover on the Cops Corner stage at the Drivers' Inn at two o'clock. That will be our first ever live podcast recording in the build-up to qualifying on the Saturday. I've never done a live podcast before, let alone at the British Grand Prix in front of thousands of people. We have got things lined up to do, haven't we? Because I am conscious that I'm fundamentally not a particularly interesting man. (laughs) You don't have to worry about a thing. All we have to do is just be fun, play to the crowd a little bit, but we've got two special guests lined up and they are very much from the Fast and the Curious universe. (gasps) We'll get producer Jimmy in the crowd for some live listener questions as well. So do come and see us at 2pm, Cops Corner Stage at the Drivers' Inn. That is the Fast and the Curious takeover. So that's, that's the live podcast. We'll say hello to you. Um, you can have some photos with Christian and Betty and producer Jimmy. 
it'll be really fun. So if you're knocking around at two o'clock at the Cops Corner, then come and say hello. We've still got more to do. Betty, do you want to talk about Sunday? Sunday, I am just ridiculously excited for. I am... I can't actually quite believe we are going to be on the main stage at 9am on Sunday before the Grand Prix gets started with Gunter Steiner. Buzzing. I feel like Gunter will know how to play to her. <laughs> main stage is a big stage. Really fun to accommodate Gunter Steiner, who is a legend. The Haas team principal, in case you didn't know, he'll be on the main stage as he gets in the zone for the British Grand Prix. That is actual race day. Please come and have a little watch. Come and say hello to us. We're going to see if we can find some celebrities. There's some pop stars doing some stuff. We're going to go exploring. It's the first podcast that we've done from a Grand Prix. So we're all going to be there. Come and say hello. Come and ask Christian if he's kissed the tarmac. And in, ge- in general, we're just going to have a laugh, essentially. That's that's the brief from the team principal. Have a laugh this weekend. It's also the first um, Grand Prix that I have ever been to, guys. So, right. I mean, I don't really know what to expect. What am I going to be doing, Christian? So, this I got asked this on Instagram at the weekend, advice for Silverstone. Pack for all weathers is really good Silverstone advice because it, it's an airfield in the middle of a field. It can go from being baking hot to bloody freezing to rainy within a minute so pack for all weathers is great silverstone advice trust me having been caught out in the past and you know you mentioned playing to the crowd right oh no matt on instagram got in touch he's one step ahead of this and i love this hi guys love the podcast so i've been to a few grand prix and there are obviously hundreds of thousands of fans there but not everybody is singing it's not like a sporting event like a football or a cricket and obviously after hearing the wrexham song that they had for ben foster which goes like this and i like it 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 la 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 like here we go oh super ben foster's in goal had me thinking what chance could you make up for drivers or teams with that song, the only driver that fitted well was And I like it, I like it, I like it, I like it, I la 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 like it, la 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 like it, here we go. Oh, super fast happens on pole. May not go down well at Silverstone, but thoughts on having F1 driver chance. Thanks. I love that. This is brilliant. I love this, Matt. I would like to get the crowds doing chants. So at Fast Curious Pod on Instagram, the Fast and the Curious Acast.com on email. What chance can we do of F1 drivers football style? I love this idea. I want to get the crowd doing a chant. Kiss the track. Kiss the track. No, but you've got to bring the drivers' names into it. I want like a, I want like a, for, especially for our podcast favourites, I want like an Alex Albon chant, a Lando Norris chant. Matt also proper committed to that as well. I absolutely loved it. He was in tune, sort of, and he just sounded great. Brilliant. Good old Matt. Can we send Matt a prize for that? I think that's brilliant. We've got some prizes that we collected at the start of the season, producer Jimmy. Can we send Matt a prize for that, do you think? Why don't you send him something from your collection and you take it down to the post office? I'm happy to take it down to the post office, but right, Matt, we're going to send Matt a prize for best voice note of the season. I'm going to make that happen. Matt's getting a prize. I'll sort that. Don't worry about that. Let's not call it best voice note of the season. Let's call it first voice note of the season. First voice note of the season so far. We got given by McLaren at the start of the season a Lego McLaren car. Let's give Matt that. I'll post it. I'm trying to work out what rhymes with Albon. 
but I can't think of anything. Uh, what rhymes with album? Falcon. Falcon's <laughs> good. Know. Yeah, so maybe he's as fast as a falcon. I'm just I'm just getting the words going, guys. If anyone thinks of anything, let us know. At Fast Curious Pod on Instagram and on TikTok and fastandcurious at acast.com. Email us. We, we need suggestions for this because we're clearly rubbish at this and I really want to get a, the crowd singing a chance. That's my aim for the weekend, okay? Okay. I hope you're excited about the Grand Prix this weekend. Whether you're going to be there or not, make sure that you are locked in to the Fast and the Curious. We will hopefully see some of you, a lot of you, on the actual circuit. I mean, ridiculous. And we're going to go on. When the when the, when the the race is finished, we've all got to go on and have a photograph where we're kissing the tarmac. Oh, absolutely. That, right? yeah. yeah. I've already thought about it. <laughs> Okay, let's talk a little bit about the Austrian Grand Prix, shall we? Christian absolutely loved the Austrian Grand Prix because he wouldn't stop going on about it this weekend. You loved it, didn't you? I absolutely loved it. My favourite race weekend of the year, I, I think, so far. I've not been sold on sprint races, but Saturday's sprint race in the damp track was so much fun. It was like, even if you get a few rubbish sprint races a year, to have that, that was great. It was silly and it was fun and there was loads of overtaking. Somebody on Twitter said to me, well, yeah, but that was nothing to do with the sprint race. It was because it was raining. What do you mean the sprint race being good was nothing to do with the sprint race? Of course it was to do with the sprint race. It was the sprint race. So <laughs> is my answer to that. <laughs> the rain helped though, didn't well, it? Yes, but there wouldn't have been a sprint race without the sprint race. We had to have a sprint race for the rain to rain in the sprint race. <laughs> oh my God, you're going so high. <laughs> I just didn't understand that tweet. Anyway, hi to you if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked the sprint race. It was good fun in the, in the wet. And then Austria is a fantastic circuit, except for the big problem with Austria, which we'll come on to when we do questions. Because the track flows from one part to another, it's just such a great, fast-flowing track where you can overtake. I love the Austrian circuit. And it produced, of course, the usual suspect one. And Max is so bloody good. It's ridiculous. We're witnessing greatness. Again, nothing phases him. Wet sprint races, challenges from Leclerc, challenges from Perez. It just doesn't matter. He just wins. He's unbelievable. But put that to one side... So much battling. It was a. It was such an entertaining race. You must have loved it, Betty. Yeah, I did. I absolutely loved it. I watched it on delay. I had to record it because I was working and then I had to watch it on the train. And oh my God, I had such a good train journey. Um, Greg, can you do the Toto Wolf impression, please? That has gone viral. Toto Wolf to Lewis on the radio. Okay, so full disclosure, obviously my heart and soul and body and spirit was fully invested at events at Lord's Cricket Ground mm-hmm. <laughs> with that extraordinary end to the test match. However, the only thing that seeped through to me was the fact that Max Verstappen won, which is not a huge surprise. Actually, I just guessed that. But the thing that actually seeped through to me was Toto Wolf. So, Lewis, Dakar is bad. We know. Just please drive <laughs> it. I didn't know that Toto had, had exaggerated the end note as much as he had. That was, that was interesting, Greg. If you listen back to it, he did. The other thing that really caught my eye was Oscar Piastri looking into the camera after that jetpack. Like, what was he doing? Jet, what's it called when you're in the jetpack and you're flying? What's that called? My brain's gone. Jetpacking. Do you know what? That's the other thing that seeped through was, was, was Toto Wolf sort of being Mardi, which is, by, by the way, his sexiest state. <laughs> the, the other thing being weird jetpack man who crashed on the circuit yeah and then like he flopped onto the circuit and then 
Oscar Piastri was just sort of sitting in the in the garage, <laughs> watching the monitor, watching Jetpack Man, and then does an amazing sort of David Brent look to camera. What, what's happening there? What, who was that guy? Did anyone ask him to do that? I just, I, I have so many questions. We'll ask Oscar. You know, this is the first and only thing we should be talking to Oscar Piastri about. <laughs> it shows you how much F1 has moved on technologically since I was going to races as a kid because I was always really excited by the helicopters coming and landing and now it's like yeah helicopters aren't exciting anymore so there's a man on a jetpack badly jetpacking let's talk about ferrari though christian because they had a brilliant weekend charles leclerc in second carlos signs in sixth do you think in your kind of opinion that ferrari could start looking like the second fastest car no i i think ferrari have got a long way to go before they're the second fastest car <laughs> you've got obviously the red bulls out a country mile in front but then in terms of the second team they're so evenly matched between ferrari mercedes and aston martin and i think this will carry on across the season I don't think either of them or any of them have got such a stellar advantage that you can say you are the second fastest team. I think it's going to be circuit dependent as to who's the second fastest team for the rest of the season. I don't actually think there's much to choose between them. And I don't think any of them are really staking a bowl came to be. We are definitely the second fastest team. If it was one of them, it would probably be Aston Martin. I think they are probably just about the second fastest team still over the course of the season. Okay, well, that's Austria analysis sort of done but listener questions now and I imagine there's a lot of Austria related stuff so where do you want to start Christian and Betty? I think Christian we're going to have to start with track limits haven't we it's what everyone's been talking about all weekend they were handing them out left right and centre um, so Alice got in touch with this one via email she said so many drivers got a penalty at turn 10 this weekend which seems to be a regular occurrence at this particular track if this is something that happens regularly why don't they make the corner wider p.s i've started saying bless you whenever anyone says baku is mentioned and my husband hates it so well done greg (laughs) well i think actually when we're at silverstone this weekend people will shout out baku and we'll have to just go bless you yeah, we can do that. That's fine. I hope so. Um, to answer the question, Austria is a fantastic circuit. It's fast and flowing. It means momentum is key. Taking that speed from one part of the track to another. But what that means is the drivers are going over the white lines. In Formula One, the end of the track is sometimes defined by a wall or there's a gravel trap. But with Austria, there's a lot of the track that the track limits are defined by just white lines. And when the circuit's so free-flowing, it's very difficult for the drivers in this modern age of F1 car when they can see so little below them because the cars are so big. These are the greatest drivers in the world. But if they are struggling to the silly extent they were at the weekend, the, the solution for me isn't expand the circuit because then you're losing some of the magic of the Austria circuit. The solution for me is either grass or gravel. Changes are needed to the circuit. Someone's got to make that happen. And we can't get into a situation where the race result is changed five hours after the chequered flag because they're having to bring in hundreds of penalties. It's silly. I did find it quite funny, though, because all the drivers were just calling out each other. Like, I hope they've got a penalty for that. (laughs) But yeah didn't work did it (laughs) okay next question from Kaylee who is a newish fan in Amsterdam she says I've got a question about Lando during the sprint race several people mentioned that he followed the karting line in the sprint how does the karting line differ from the racing line this is a great question from Kaylee 
the racing line is the quickest way round the circuit. So therefore, that is the part of the circuit where the most rubber gets laid down. Now in the wet, that means that's slippy. Add water onto rubber, it gets very slippy. And in karting, wet tyres are far more basic than in Formula 1. But sometimes in wet conditions with certain car setups or certain behaviours of certain cars, if they're struggling for grip a little bit in the wet, they might go, actually, well, I'll go off the racing line onto the karting line. Think of the karting line in the wet as sort of like the opposite of the racing line, which actually sometimes can be faster. You don't often see it, but you sometimes see it. Christian, that is a fantastic explanation. I didn't know that. Thank you. Really, really fascinating. You're most welcome, Team Principal. I, I appreciate the feedback. Final question is from Beth. And this is regarding the very, very sad news, the tragic news of the death of Danilo Vant Hoff, who sadly died at a crash at uh, Spa in Belgium. That was a race for the Formula Regional European Championship. A lot of messages about it on Instagram and an email from Beth. She says, I'm so devastated to hear the death of Delano Vant Hoff. Do you think a serious and frank discussion needs to be had about safety protocols within the sport it seems like the drivers have been saying how dangerous Eau Rouge has been at Spa for a while now, but nothing seems to have been done to improve it. That's two drivers losing their lives in four or five years now. Yeah, well, first of all, we just want to send our love to all of Danalo's friends and family. That's horrible, horrible news that nobody wants to hear about. What do you make of that email, Christian? I mentioned in last week's episode when I'd been karting and said we'd need to remember how talented these guys are. We should never forget that racing drivers are superheroes. They risk their lives for our entertainment. And tragic, upsetting incidents like this remind us of that. Motorsport will always be dangerous. It is one of the most dangerous sports in the world... F1 heroes like Sir Jackie Stewart have worked so hard over the years to make motorsport safer. And as F1's got safer, like everything in F1, that technology has trickled down. But unfortunately, things like this do happen. And the reality is they probably always will happen because motorsport is horrifically dangerous. But you do it for the love of it and you do it for the passion of it. In terms of that particular corner at Spa... Spa is one of the greatest racing tracks in the world and this incident will be analysed in great detail by people who know an awful lot more about safety and have a lot more information at their hands than me. But the other driver who lost their life, who Beth is referring to, was, was Antoine Hubert, who died a few years ago in 2019 in the feature race of Formula 2 in, in 2019 in Spa in the same part of the track, it, it does strike me that that is not coincidence. And I think even though it is a phenomenal circuit, it probably is time to have a look at making changes to that part of the circuit because two is far, far too many. And it strikes me that it's not coincidental. I counter out that with this will be looked at in great detail and they will examine whether it is the circuit layout. They will examine whether these particular category of cars could be changed. But I think to answer Beth's question, yes, uh, a very frank discussion needs to be had about that particular corner because 
it's tragic and I, and I want to re-emphasize everything that Greg said everyone at the Fast and the Curious hearts go out to everyone affected by this because this happens in motorsport and it is always so shocking and tragic when it does yeah really well said Christian gang a fantastic podcast yet again thank you Christian for your knowledge and expertise thank you Betty for your questions and your knowledge and your expertise and your enthusiasm for Silverstone which I'm so excited for and thank you to me for uh, just continually being fantastic well well, thank you for your guidance throughout the process and your encouragement as team principal yeah and also Greg you know you're saying you're fantastic but we're really gonna see if you are fantastic (laughs) at Silverstone on Friday so don't big yourself up too much well no I was being ever so slightly sarcastic I don't know if you know that but I am sarcastic (laughs) sometimes I I was taking it completely seriously to be honest (laughs) (laughs) and thank you to producer Jimmy who fans of which will be able to meet him in the crowd at Silverstone which I think's fantastic for the producer (laughs) Jimmy brand and for fans of his so I'm, I'm looking forward to that Here we go then as we dive into the British Grand Prix weekend. Subscribe to The Fast and the Curious because we don't know exactly when the podcast is going to be out. So the best thing to do is to get it automatically uploaded into your feeds. Follow us on all your favourite social media places. And we'll be back at Silverstone with some more fun. So from me and them, it's goodbye for now. And Baku. Bless you. Goodbye. Goodbye.